Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. If it's not about that, I don't want to hear it. Tonight, we're going to be discussing some current events here. We're going to have a quick little one-hour podcast tonight. One of the things that I wanted to discuss, and I'm going ahead and opening up the phone lines right away. So whoever wants to call in can call in. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, there was a big talk in Minneapolis at one point. I don't hear it as much, but maybe the news ain't covering it as much. But what I heard was, I heard a lot of talk about defunding the police. And here we have a situation where the cowardly police down there in Texas, what they've done is they sat and let those kids get brutally murdered by that white Hispanic supremacist. And lo and behold, I'm seeing something here that the police chief who delayed tactical response to the shooting that killed 21 people will join the Uval City Council. They said he will join the city council. Why is he on the city council? Peter Arredondo was elected three weeks prior to the shooting that killed 21 people. And he served as chief of police of the Uval Consolidated Independent School District since 2020. He got 70% of the vote three weeks ago. So why is he going to be on the city council? Why would you have such a coward on the city council? That is the most cowardly lot that I've seen in my life. I've never seen anyone more cowardly. We're going to bring Mr. Solomon in. I've never seen anybody more cowardly. Hello? What's happening, man? Can you guys hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you pretty good. I'm going to lower the music a little bit. Have you have you seen any... Have you seen this level of cowardice ever in your life? Man, it's... Police it's outside. The police. thing with the police is, you know, just when you think they... Uh, they hit an all-time low. They keep going lower and lower and lower, you know? That was terrible. Yeah. What did you say that chief was last... What did you say his last name was? His his last name was... um. Let me see here. Let me pull it up. It, it was like Arredondo or something like that. It kind of, it, it sounded a little bit, let me pull the article back up here. It sounded a little bit like um, the chief that was up here, Maybe but his last kid. name, uh, Arredondo. Yeah, I, I don't think they are, but um, man, I mean, this just goes to show, I mean, and see when black folks were talking about defund the police, everybody was giving us a hard time. But I remember I talked to a white dude one time and a lot of people don't understand. A lot of black folks don't understand. That's what I'm getting ready to say. A lot of white people don't trust the police. I've heard a lot of white people tell me I don't like police. They like police when the police are doing their bidding. 
See? Well, white people that are white people that are not doing any crimes and make a certain amount of money do like the police. And everybody who says they don't like the police, what's the first thing they do when they're wrong? They call the police. That's true. So they'll tell us, and you know, like I heard a guy, and he this is a white man with money, he told me he don't like the police. And I asked him why he doesn't like the police. I'm sure he's involved with something crooked. And so I said, okay, now this man's a business owner, million dollar company telling me he doesn't like the police. So I start kind of wondering, all right. But then he also turned around and said that he had a back to blue. He said, well, this is, this is so they don't pull me over. This, this is so they think that I'm, that I'm supporting them. And I'm like, okay, they're taking both sides of the argument again. Now there was a article that read the editorial board. Now there was one woman I heard that actually ran into that school and got some of her kids out. Now for them to be, they say, well, I should have got shot. Well, you gave an oath to the constitution. You swore oath to uphold the law and protect and serve. And it's 20 of y'all. Now, if it would have been me or you, if it would have been one black man with a nine millimeter, they would have rushed that shit so quick. Well, I need more context on the situation. So no, no police were inside the school and they knew there was an active shooter. They eventually got inside the school. I think they eventually got in the school, but I mean, they, you had kids calling, calling, calling 911, trying to get somebody in there. You had some folks out there. They had to arrest one lady because she kind of got on the police ass. She said, hey, listen, um, they're getting slaughtered in there. Let us go in. If y'all don't want to do shit, let us go in. They were concerned about getting shot. All 20 police sitting out there being cowardly. They got this all types of shields and weapons. <laughs> some of them went in there and got their kids out and just left. Left with their kids too. Did you hear about that? I, you know, I, it seemed like I heard something like that. I mean, it was terrible. They should have went in there with guns blazing, and you know, like I said, they could have saved a lot more lives. And they said, "Well, I didn't want to get shot." Well, when it comes to shooting niggas, you have no problem. You got one little lame ass, uh, suspected uh, uh, Hispanic, suspected white supremacist in there that, you know, um. Shot his grandmother over a phone bill. He's been lame. They said he got bullied because of his clothes back in the day, all this, but he's so poor, yet and still, he's able to buy all these weapons. And how much did those weapons cost? The weapons man, he bought. The, the, he had, I mean, he had all types of rounds and shit, too. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty how good researcher. What, 3,000, 1,500? I mean, each, each pipe is about at least 1,500. He had an AR-15. I think he had something else, but he had a whole bunch of ammo. I think he might have had body armor. I'm not sure. But, you know, it took one Border Patrol agent. He went in there and just knocked his ass down. He could have saved. He could have been saving money. Probably living at home, not paying rent. Yeah, and shot his grandmother in the face over a cell phone bill. So this was just a little lame. This yeah. was just a lame ass. Mental you know, health. A, yeah. He's sitting there watching Rittenhouse. Oh, yeah, Rittenhouse is great. You know, Dylan Roof is great. The, the chief you're talking about, he's going to resign tomorrow. Oh, yeah, he's they're they going to they gonna get him up out of there. Nah, he'll be they gonna, yeah, they'll, they'll get him to resign tomorrow. 
but see the the overall thing I is they keep that. saying they keep saying well ban guns ban guns banning guns really ain't gonna do anything but what i'm saying is this if you ban guns far as black folks if you if you were to just ban guns they're like oh hell no because that's gonna be fade city see black folks will get out there and start giving folks fades like out there in uk so they don't want to give up their guns because they're like okay well that means it's going to be even steven you get out here and you try to assault me it ain't going to be no more george zimmerman's it's going to be a bunch of negroes whooping ass everywhere across the united states of america so they don't really want to get rid of the guns because the gun signifies power so um when you look at i mean a lot of people are pulling out of the nra they're not wanting to do their little show i mean it, it, it it's it's a bad look and see the thing is is the issue is not the gun the main issue is because somebody has to shoot the gun they don't even allow you to buy AR-15s in New York. Yet and still, they say they got a crime problem. Now, here's the thing: what they what they keep talking about gun control, gun control. They they don't want to steer the conversation. What the real problem is? The real problem is is you got 18 year old white supremacists going and shooting a bunch of folks. That's what it really is. Come to find out. Now, this is some other information that I found out. Okay, let me see. And this is something I suspected before. But they, there's a report that a retired agent knew of the Buffalo shooter's plan. Right, so, this go, so this goes, this, what this goes to show is what we were talking about before. That goes to show that Mike German's proof that the federalities, the state, all every single office across this damn country is riddled left and right with race soldiers. That that's all that that's all that really just confirms. That that confirms it right there because you're a federal agent, you're not supposed to know anything about that shooting. So how did you know about that shooting? So let's go to the Daily Beast. Now they're investigating. Now when they say investigating, that means they're trying to figure out a way to cover their tracks. And it's not going to work. But it says authorities in upstate New York are investigating the possibility that a retired federal agent might have had around 30 minutes advance warning of the mass shooting plot. 30 minutes of warning. Come on, man. Now, remember you and I talked about this before. 30 minutes of warning. No, you've had a lot more than that. I mean, how many people were on that message board? How would an FBI agent know something like that? An ex-FBI agent. Now, it says here, citing two law enforcement sources with direct knowledge of the investigation, the report claims a leg shooter invited at least six members of an online chat room to read about his plans, including location and the market each target, about a half hour before the carnage began. It's thought that one of the six users of the chat room, where shared racist beliefs were discussed, is a former agent believed to be from Texas. It's not been established if the agent actually accepted the invitation to view the plans, but an FBI source confirmed to the local paper that none of the six called law enforcement to raise the alarm. So, so yeah, I mean, what that's saying, man, is you have law enforcement agents that are willing and participating in this just, just as well as anybody else. That's like me and you sitting up here on some little 4chan talking about 
well, oh, there's getting ready to be a shooting, and then we sit there and watch it. You're complicit. Rico. See, they're trying to avoid a Rico. That's a Rico right there. That That is perfect grounds for a Rico. We've had exactly what I suspected before. Aiding and abating. Aiding and abating. You knew about it. You were there. How many brothers you know where a nigga had a, had a pound of weed in the car and everybody goes to jail? Rico. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know about that. Well, Phil, Phil, Phil didn't know about that and he, he wasn't on well, you in the car. See? Uh, We're going to prove it. You, you, they you were in the car. They don't give Rico's to kids like the white supremacy on the kids because they already got a charge. You know what I mean? They, they already got a charge of mass shooting. So that's why they're not, you know, they don't give a fuck. It's not the only reason, but it's an excuse. See, a guy like Young Thug and all them guys, they ain't got him on nothing directly. That's where the Rico comes in, you know? Lone Wolf. See, they're hitting them. They're trying to hit them with the Lone Wolf. Here's something else, and we discussed this, but we'll get back to the subject. But I thought this was interesting. And, and, I, and I forgot to send it to you, but... The New York Post, which is a pretty horrible source, they're always inaccurate. But anyway, there's a boy that was nine years old. They said he, they found a growling jaguar in a school bathroom. Now, when I looked at the picture, it wasn't a jaguar. It was a mountain lion. Now, remember we were talking about that the, uh, a couple weeks ago where um, we talked about how because of the environment and because of what's happening with all the new gentrification, you know, they're pretty much, the animals have been gentrified the hell out. They don't really got nowhere to go. So this cat probably just wandered into, I don't know how it got into the bathroom. I mean, it's pretty big. If I send you the video, they they left their their front door open. They could have. And I I think it said in the story, they left the front door open. Yeah. It said they left their front door. They left their front door open to let it air out in their house. And when oh, they did, oh, you're talking about a different case. I'm talking about the one with the guy, the mountain lion in the bathroom. It, it, this one was this one was in the school, right? In Brazil. Oh, I'm no, no. I'm talking about the one you sent me, the one in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one, yeah, he was chilling. He looked, he was just kind of laid out. Yeah, that one, that was that was a residential. Now this one I'm talking about here. This is another bathroom. And it was a nine-year-old that found them in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah. So that's not that's not uncommon for them to be in South America in a school bathroom. Now I don't know how he got there. Somebody probably left the door open. He probably wandered in looking for some need, and you know maybe he forgot in the bathroom and didn't know how to get back out. So when he opened the door, he gets seen something growling at him. Now that's that was my point is that if these things wanted to go on rampages and kill folks left and right, they could easily do it. This thing could kill yeah. you with, 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 with no hesitation if it didn't want to. So the, the fact that it didn't, when you open the door, it just kind of growled. It's basically saying, well, hey, back up. You know what I'm saying? Move around. You know, it probably was scared, didn't know where to go. And, you know, like I said, this, this thing, man, it's a nine-year-old. I mean, it could have ripped that kid apart. If it wanted to, luckily it wasn't hungry. It probably was hungry, but I mean, they don't. Their their main thing is they they don't they don't eat people. I mean, they 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 could, 
But what I'm saying is, is they don't, you know, their, their thing is, um, you know, that's not their thing. I mean, if they'll attack you if they have to, or, you know, if they're just extremely hungry, but I'm pretty sure maybe it wasn't that hungry. But it was basically, it was a young one. You know, I don't think it was a full grown, but I mean, it was, it was big enough still, to fuck you up. I'm just saying Brazil. I mean, so how do they, where do they sleep usually? Where do they live? Do they, are they, do they live together with nope. other mountain lions or they just live separated? Lone wolf, man. I mean, when they're kids, you know, they may hang out a little bit, but you know, once they start getting older, the parents are like, Hey, you on your own. And they have the, you know, they have, they have the, uh, the instinct at, after a certain amount of time, you know, when they're with their parents at the while, uh, I think usually the mom will raise them. And then, you know, when they get to a certain age and they kind of just fend for themselves, they just kind of go on about their own way. So you're not really going to see, it's not like in, in Africa, you know, you'll see a, 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 a pride of lions. You, you're not going to see that. Mountain lions, they're solitary. So you'll never see you know, a whole group of them, you know, it ain't go, you, you'll never hear a situation where somebody said, man, it was five mountain lions and they all surrounded me. It'll, it'll never, ever happen. Never happen. You know, they got their own little distribution. It might be 30, 40 miles and another one might have another thousand miles or something like that. So um, typically when you see one by itself, especially a young one, the one that, the one that I was looking at the article this one, it look. I reckon it might have been anywhere between 120 to 150 pounds at the most. It was young, but it was old enough to know 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 better. It was old enough to know who we were, you know, see right. a human being and it'd be like, okay, what is he on? He, you know, these people was up to no good. So they right when they see you, they know that you we, we hey I need to watch out. This nigga might be trying to harm me. So, you know, they'll start uh I was gonna say bark, they don't bark, but they'll they'll start growling or something like that just to let you know, hey, bag up. They'll back you up like they did they backed up the one you sent me where he backed the dude up probably about two or three blocks. Yeah, he backed him up because he 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 probably that that line that that, that cougar probably had it probably had kids somewhere. So it was just basically trying to walk him off far enough away from the Cubs. That's probably right. what it was because eventually it left. You See, know, when in he Colorado, they have um, similar things to that, like with, with coyotes. They have a lot of signs posted on what to what to do if you're approached by a coyote. You ever seen one? No. But I've seen the signs. You know, they'll tell you what to do, similar to, to what they tell you what to do with the mountain lions. Like, you want to be able to, you know, be cautious and you don't want no sudden movements. You don't want to try to feed them either. You know, you just want to kind of subtly back up. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. How do they get, how, 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 so they, they just kind of sleep anywhere. No, they they typically sleep up in trees, or you know, it's just that sometimes what, what happens, man. Well, they will, but but they typically sleep out in the forest and places like that. But if they're in, if they're in the city, they're probably just passing through. Because you got to think, some of these things they migrate and they move around, and they've been doing it for the last couple hundred years. 
But then, okay, you put a big ass building in a stadium or something. Okay, now it's a little confused. Like, okay, what is this? So, you know, it might still be kind of, and that's probably what happened with us. When my daughter seen a cougar and I was sitting out there and it ran, ran across the street, that's probably the same one people have been seeing every couple of years. And, you know, or could have grew up somewhere nearby. He might live, yeah, he might live 30 miles away or something. And then he he makes his little pilgrimage, you know, a certain time of the year. And then you just happen to see him. Because, you know, you're not going to really see them that often. They'll see you before you see them. So they come out at night. You think they come out real late at night? I mean, they'll come out at night or they'll, they might come out in the day and you still don't see them. And you think, well, this is something this big, you're going to see it. If it don't want to be seen, it ain't gonna be seen. You know, they could they could they could see well, they could smell well, they could hear good. You know, um, it might be three, four blocks away and it could hear a car passing by or whatever. I mean, they have superior superior intelligence, superior um senses. So, you know, if it's getting a little dark and you taking a little stroll, you thinking you're by yourself. That's not true. You see what I'm saying? You might be walking down the street and, not, and thinking like, oh, you know, because you don't see anything, so you assume it ain't nothing out there. No, things are watching you. Right. These creatures They're are watching, watching you and just trees. checking you out. They're in these they trees. You know, and you know, like I said, if if they wanted to take out, if they wanted to kill you, you would hear, you would hear, you would hear, you would hear killings left and right. You know, because they're easy, they're able to do it. Because like I said, they they know you got to think you're pulling up in your car and then you don't hear anything or you don't see nothing, but something is a block away in the bushes seeing you pulling up in your car. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I mean, they could, they could, they could easily see. Yeah. They, they know why, if you think there, there's a, I mean, there's probably been all kinds of mountain lions and stuff like that where uh, it'll see, cause they're stealthy. They're cunning and stealthy. Their whole thing is stealth. Their thing isn't to be seen. They're, they're not like, you know, like a bear. Bears ain't too stealthy. A bear ain't really going to sneak up on you too much. You know, you're going to see the bear. The bear wants you. The bear wants you. Wants it, is letting it be known. They, they don't want to hide and sneak. Cats are sneaky. So a mountain lion may sneak around and it might see you walking down the street. And then, you know, you don't even know it's there. And then it just might just sit there. You see what I'm saying? It might just sit there and, you know, if, if you're like a deer or a rabbit or some shit, it might come and get get it. But, you know, if you're walking down the street, it'll look at you and say, well, that don't look like nothing I usually eat. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that's their whole thing. But, you know, you're this is the second article I think I mentioned to you in a week where somebody has... Uh, seeing them outline, you're gonna see more because as people move around, um, these things don't really have any place to go, so yeah. The, yeah. the one that they found, the one that you guys seen by your house, luckily, he wasn't hungry, yeah, yeah. I mean, and nobody was outside, no, I mean, oh, well, you guys no, see him out the window. Uh, yeah, she's seen him out of, out of the window, like crossing the street. Now I was in the car. 
I was taking a little snooze because I had some Benadryl that day and, you know, my allergies were bothering me. And so sometimes I could sit out in my car and have a little coffee. And if it's cool enough, you know, I roll the windows down a little bit. So he ran past me. I didn't even know it. He didn't so realize it. I didn't even realize I had no clue because I was sitting there kind of halfway dozing off. And then that's when uh, they called me and they said, there's a mountain lion. I said, where? They said, oh, it ran past you. And I ran past me when? Oh, about maybe a few minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I stayed in the car for a while. Because I guess I figured that... I figured, like, if I if I don't get out, then he maybe he may not come back. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe I figured that he might come back and kind of wander around. But they don't... They don't really typically do that. Usually, when they when they pass by, they pass by. They're not they're not coming back unless there's something they see that they they want, like if a deer's in the area or some shit like that. So they mostly, um, so they are they do they their level of comprehension smart enough? So like for instance, if the mountain lion was just sitting there in the middle of the road and you picked up a rock and threw it at it. Would it be able to comprehend that it was that guy who threw it? Yeah, I mean it'll 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 know you threw something at it, you know. And if it's a big enough rock, him he might run, it might startle it. Because well, I mean, it you know, it's just like come at you though. Um, well, if you throw a rock at it, it's just it's just like somebody like you got a big ass rock, and you know a guy, you know, let's say a guy has a rock, and he's getting ready to throw it at you. Well, you know, your your first. Your first instinct is not to run towards him with the rock. You're thinking like, man, he got a big rock. That shit going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, you know, if you throw a rock at it, it's probably not going to keep bothering you. You know, now if it got its cubs or its kids with it, no, it's, 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 if you try to attack, if you try to attack it or you throw something at it or some shit like that and it's with its babies, I mean, yeah, it's going down. It ain't going to run. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it feels like, well, I'm going to protect my children. So it doesn't really matter what you got. I mean, I've seen a, I've seen a mountain lion um, go at a bear. Really? Yeah. Let's see if I can find the footage. Yeah, I've seen a mountain because it, 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 it cubs was around. You know, the, a, a bear, it'll kill the cubs. So yeah, it, do they... No, a bear will kill the the, the 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 their own cubs. Sometimes they'll do, but 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 a bear will kill. And I'm gonna send you. Let me see if I can find this here. This is this was an interesting one. Let me see if I can find this. Here it goes. Now you know how big a grizzly bear is. This bear is about fifteen hundred pounds. I'm watching the footage right now. Let me see. And this this is a big ass bear. This is a huge bear. And the bear the bear is backing off. I'll send you the footage so you can see it. That's rare. When we get off, yeah this this is something I, I I've been meaning to show you for a long time, um, but the 
But the bear, the bear, um, it it was it was it was messing around. I got a little echo for some reason. But um, the the bear was messing around. It was just walking, I guess, around where the mountain lion's children were at. And you know, the mountain lion, it, it, like I said, it ain't turning down no fade, man. If it, if you if you come by its children and it feels like its children is a threat, it's going down. It don't matter whether you got a gun. It don't matter whatever. I mean, this like I said, this bear was about five times bigger than the mountain lion. And it's like that same thing I told you about the wolverines. Ain't nothing fucking with no wolverine. Wolves and all that type of shit. It's been packs of wolves that got fucked up fucking around with a wolverine. Like it, it's they run, they run the jungle. I mean, they they just like they like an apex predator. Like the like the bear is the apex predator, but wolverines are so damn vicious and so brave. You see what I'm saying? That you know, bears and mountain lions and all and wolves, they don't be want to fuck with no wolverine because they're like, okay, this little thing's 60, 70 pounds, but fuck, he's not afraid. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like the bear's just going to come right up on the wolverine and the wolverine's going to back down. The wolverine's standing his ground. The wolverine's not moving. The wolverine's the not going to move. That's the so if all animals were to go head up, the wolverine would be the last animal standing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, be honest, I mean, I think a tiger will have a little problem with a wolverine. I'm gonna be honest. A, a, a wolverine, a wolverine might lose at the end, but a tiger. By the time the tiger tries to get, and, and see, here's the thing about the the way that the wolverine's furry is and all that. It's, you know, its claws are are extremely sharp. Its bite is one of the more powerful bites in the animal kingdom. It's really ferocious. It has zero fear of anything. It only weighs. Like I said, pound for pound, it's only maybe 60 to 80 pounds, but far as pressure, you're looking at anywhere between two to 3,000 pounds. So it's almost like, imagine a five-year-old fighting Mike Tyson and a five-year-old fucking Tyson up. You know, right. <laughs> you know you're going to kind of be like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? What kind of five-year-old is this? Is this five-year-old alien? Imagine a five-year-old fighting Mike Tyson and really giving Mike Tyson a serious, serious fight, even, even if the five-year-old loses. Now we know a five-year-old would get, you know, Mike Tyson would, I mean, five-year-old's not gonna survive a Mike Tyson fight. But let's say a five-year-old really could. What if say a five-year-old fought Iron Mike in his prime? I'm talking about a five-year-old fight my Iron Mike in his prime. And when Mike leaves leaves the ring, he might need to go to the ER. They'd be that, on, that, they'd be the record record uh news. Yeah, it's it's you know so it, it it's kind of like that. That's that's the equivalent between if you put a wolverine against like a grizzly bear. I mean that grizzly bear might walk away, but it, it it's gonna be hurt. I mean it, it's gonna be in some bad shape. So the next wolverine that it comes across, it's gonna be like, man, I, I'm good. I'm good. I, hey. Had had you encountered that mountain lion in point point blank range? Would you, um, would you have done? Well, Stood I there. probably wouldn't have ran because, you know, pr I probably would have tried to put my hands over my head or something and just yell or some shit, and then he, he might move around. But what about if you um, had food? 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 Just the food at him. No, no, he ain't going for food. A bear might eat. You know, a bear will eat out your hand. 
Mountain Lion ain't going for no fool. You can't trick him. Because he, you know, Mountain Lion's looking at it like, okay, you, you trying to pull a fast one. I don't want your damn fool. So basically, <laughs> with a Mountain Lion, if his babies and his, if the babies ain't around or her babies ain't around, normally they don't want no problems with people. No, no, they don't want no problems, man. They like just want one to... that was in the the one clip you sent me where he was chilling in their bathroom. Yeah, man, that was cra- that was crazy. It looked like he didn't want any. He didn't have any problems with anybody. No, no, he just he just caught him in the wrong place and wrong time. I think he was tired. Just, yeah, he's taking the snooze. I mean, you know, yeah, he probably he found a place that was safe, and then and he I sees some he people licking out of the bathtub, so he might have been thirsty. Yeah, that too. That too. I mean, you know, he probably he probably was thirsty. He probably just wanted a place to chill, and eventually they got him up out of there. Yeah, they got no. him up out of there. They what they did is they locked him in the bathroom, and then they called animal control. But like you yes. were telling me, animal control tells people here in Minnesota we got nothing to do with it. Yeah, they they didn't want to have nothing to do with it, and it's their damn job. They were just being lazy. I don't know what, what, what I mean. They said, "Well, the police." I said, "Well, the police are not trained to handle no damn mountain lion." Well, they could probably get shooted. I said, "Well, really, see." Here's the thing. You're not supposed to even shoot them things, to be honest. You're, you're supposed to, they're supposed to have tranquilizers. That's the point of animal control. When you have something like that and it's in somebody's bathroom or whatever, you know, you're supposed to call somebody that knows how to handle that stuff. Police are not trained on how to deal with animals of that caliber. All right. they know how to do is show up and shoot. You're supposed to tranquilize that thing and they're supposed to that's that's really what's supposed to happen. You're so if, if it hasn't killed nobody or nothing like that or, or did nothing to nobody, you're supposed to show up with a tranquilizer gun, shoot it with the tranquilizer gun, hog tie it and throw it in a big ass truck. And then you bring it way up north for you know Alaska, not Alaska, but you know, you bring it to Canada or you you bring it to where you where they live and you let it go. You see what I'm saying? That that's what they're supposed to do. But animal control wanted to kind of get off. Now, what do you think about this right here? This is an Oklahoma man by the name of Britton Kirk. Now he was now this dude was uh, was w- w- he wanted to commit a large scale of violence. Now he said they found looking through his car. They found an AR-15, hundreds of rounds of ammo, and a copy of books containing info and instructions on how to construct homemade explosives. Um, during an interview with police, they say he confessed. He attempted to purchase a firearm so he can kill politicians at a gun show, but was denied when he made a statement to the seller about using a firearm to kill politicians. He claims he is in possession of at least one additional rifle and pistol. He previously plotted to steal an aircraft and crash it into a building similar to 9-11. He is a former commercial FAA pilot. He said he wanted to do something to Bernie Sanders. He stated he wanted to kill people in a fashion similar to Buffalo, New York. After searching his home, he lives with his parents. Court documents say police seized a pistol and 150 rounds of ammo, a hard drive, an iPad, and a computer. And they went to his to his home. And this is a 36-year-old man. I'm looking at this house where his parents live. It looks like it's real nice. I'm like, man, th- these folks are 
And why? Okay, let me. Why is he not in Guantanamo Bay right now? That's a good question. He should be in Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. They got all these folks that they say they're the terrorists and this, that, and the third. He should be in Guantanamo Bay. Rittenhouse should have been in Guantanamo Bay. The Buffalo Shooters should have been in Guantanamo Bay. They should have been waterboarding these bastards saying, hey, look, give me all the names of everyone that's on your little website. Everyone you know. I don't care what, I don't care who it is or we're waterboarding you. Because see, that's what they do to other people. They should have waterboarded them and told them you're going to give up everybody we know when we're putting a Rico on on on, on at least because you know if they were to waterboard the assholes, man, they're going to get thirty to fifty race soldiers at least. Well, they 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 made that you know, but you know what? I don't, I'm all for waterboarding being illegal because um, they would have a whole lot of brothers. They'd be waterboarding, getting confessing the crimes they didn't do. You know? Yeah, that's true. So, but. But um, um, the thing is, man, is uh, people know the system nowadays. You know what I mean? It could stiffen things a little bit, but people know the system. What if you really tell you the truth, could just hit them with threaten them with a RICO if they don't talk. Sometimes you don't even have to hit them with the RICO. Could put it to you like this. Had they told Gunner at any point in time, listen here, bruh. This is what we got. You're going to get a RICO. And you're going to sit in jail for two years with no bail. And we're going to freeze your assets. Or you're going to talk. That's what he would mm-hmm. talk. So sometimes just the threat of a RICO. You know what I mean? And guess what? All the all politicians, all of them are eligible for RICO charges because they all conspiring. Yep, that's true. They're all eligible for RICO. I mean, the same way they come down on brothers. And when you first said it, I, I was like, I don't know about that, DP. But the more you say it, hey, man, it should be RICO, a fair, fair level playing field for RICO, RICO Suave's. Gunner, I don't know about Gunner, but Thug, he, he had what he had coming to him. But there's a whole lot of politicians that should be getting RICOs. Now, how about the Bidens as a family with Hunter Biden? What, what was his little quote? He said, "No nigga deals." What did he, he say? Said, don't. He said, "He said, he said, he said, don't give me no Hennessy deals, nigga. <laughs> I don't want no Hennessy deals." He was talking uh, about. I think he was working with the Russians. Huh? Nah, what he was. This is what Hunter Biden does. Besides just being a rich little boy, or, you know, little rich daddy's rich, whatever, little idiot, you know. But what he really is is he'll go. And he won't tell you his last name's Biden to some of these foreign people. And what he'll do is he'll cut little deals and to make make uh, so you can you guys want to have a meeting with the vice president or now the president? Well, you know, won't you throw me about a hundred thousand dollars and I'll make it happen. With certain people, he didn't even tell them his last name was Biden. That's interesting. He just said, "Hey, you know, you got no." His thing is, you want to meet to the people that he did tell his name was Biden. He'd say, "You want to meet the big guy." You know, that was in the emails that like, you want to meet the big guy so you can make deals. Side deals, you know, let us get this. Let us get this Internet up here. Or, you know, let us do this. We lift these sanctions, lift these little embargoes, do this, do that. You know, that's and Rico. Deals. Rico charges for all, you know. How about uh, I mean, just if we're going to if the way they went at Gunner and Thug, Hey man, that same energy should be kept elsewhere. 
I agree. And you I have agree. a whole lot of people talking if you threaten. Hey, put it to you like this. Joe Biden would tell on his damn son if he was faced with a Rico. Yeah, the re- the Rico Suave should 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 to me in my in my in my, in my opinion, the Rico Suave should be um it, it should be something on the table for everybody. It shouldn't just be Negroes with the Rico. The Rico now, listen Suave. Listen to this. Oh. Yeah, the Rico Suave should be should should be across the board. It should be anybody that the Boogaloo boys, the Proud Boys should get the Rico. And listen to this here. I want to see what you think about this. Yeah. So the FBI knew in September of 2016, and yet how many FISA warrants did they get to spy on the Trump campaign? I've spoken with Carter Page a number of times. He was spied on for a year by the FBI. No charges were ever brought down. What is the culpability for that? Yeah, four FISA warrants starting at the end of September 2016. And I couple the uh, the, the, the issue is, is sort of metastasized by the Clinton campaign. And Robbie Mook testified to this in court, the former Clinton campaign manager, that Hillary Clinton herself knew it, authorized it, and they leaked that false information to the media to try to gin up attention against Donald Trump. As I've said before, all roads lead to Andy McCabe, the deputy director, and the lovebirds in their office concocting an insurance plan in August of 2015. And I think John Durham knows what that insurance plan is. That's former DOD chief of staff Cash Patel last week speaking with Maria on what the FBI knew about the Russiagate hoax and when. A federal jury in Virginia is now deciding the fate of former Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who is charged with lying to the FBI. Special counsel John Durham says Sussman met with the FBI general counsel James Baker, claiming he had information on a covert communication channel between the Trump Organization and Russia's Alpha Bank. That alleged info has since been completely debunked. Sussman's uh, claimed uh, he was not representing any specific client, but Durham's team alleges that he billed Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign for that FBI meeting. All right, joining me now is California Congressman Darrell Issa. He's a member of both the House Judiciary Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Congressman, thanks for joining me. I got to tell you what, I look. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Now, they, they find and they say he had a burner phone app. What, what would you need for as a burner phone app? Why would you need that? So you can say things. So you can say things to people without it coming back to you. Without, I mean, the people you're communicating with know that that's you, but they can't trace it back to you. Do you think this had to do with anything that had to? Do you think this had to do anything with Hennessy with with Hennessy nigga deals? Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. What 100%. kind of deals do you think he was trying to trying to trying to infuse well, here? The first deals he's doing is he ain't got no power. To make deals that can, you know, but what he can do is this. He's making side deals. Come meet, you know, come meet, uh, you can meet Joe Biden, you know, let me get a little bit out of you. You know, let me get a hundred thousand in a free weekend out here in your country. He ain't doing nothing big. But when them people is meeting with Joe Biden, now what's going on? Hmm. That's a different story. Why are they trying to meet with him on, you know what I mean? And they're thinking this is confidential. They didn't think Hunter Biden would put himself out there like that. He said, I don't want no Hennessy nigga deals. Well, that means don't cut me short. Don't give you know? me the nigga deal. 
don't cut me short. Hey, oh, you know, well, yeah, I guess that's what that means. You know, I mean, I don't think it means anything favorable. You know there what I'm saying? There was a celebrate. There was a celebration on 38th in Chicago where they've changed the street name, but there's been no tangible benefits for foundational blacks in South Minneapolis. What's your take on that? Well, okay. My first take on that is this. The person that that has the rights to the area, you know, the George Floyd area, I don't know what they would call it, the caretaker of the area. I'd like to know, what else do you run? That's why I want to hmm. ask that young lady. Because it looks like you're just hanging on to something because you ain't got nothing going on. And you want a title. Because there's people being shot over there left and right. And the police ain't over there to get over there like they have to. The answer young lady, and to all the boots on the ground, you're doing a great job. But the truth of the matter is this. It's not defunding the police. That's not the answer. Actually, you should have more of them. The problem is, is how the police are being recruited and trained. When they're looking for people of color, the police are looking for people of color who do not identify with their race. That's where the disconnect is coming in. Then you're getting these scary-ass white kids from the middle of the suburbs trying to come out here and handle some shit they're scared of. They're scared. That's how they act that way. If you had people from their own neighborhoods as police, policing would be looked at differently. Now we would really go at the criminals, which would make the people support it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Police yeah. need to look at that because what the police's issue is now, guess what? If you had your own getting people, you wouldn't be a snitch now if you told on somebody who was breaking into cars in the neighborhood. That wouldn't make you a snitch because, you, you know, it's your own people policing them. You know what I'm talking about? That's how they yeah. need to look at it. this whole narrative. That And then they need to look at the way they're trained and the process that they're acquiring police officers. And they need to look at making neighborhoods control it, but in a more sophisticated manner. I don't mean just, you know, vigilante type shit, but, you know, you have like police headquarters for neighborhood stuff and you have, you know, foundationals that are tough on crime. We're not leaning on crime. If you're out here, if you're not committing any crime, you ain't got to worry about the police. If you're out here breaking into cars, doing drugs, we're locking you up. What do you think about now that sister that started that bakery and somebody broken, somebody broke into her stuff? On her first day, they robbed her on her first day. That was that was really off code. I don't know who did that. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's who you know who. What neighborhood is it? It was it in. You know what I'm. I'm not exactly sure. You know, we're on the east you side know. of St. Paul. Nah, it wasn't east side. It, it was somewhere in Minneapolis. I, I thought it was like I, I can't remember the lady's name. We'll have to investigate that a little more. But before Could I do, I got another side. well, hopefully not. Hopefully that that, 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 that would be sabotage. I don't see the reason why home invasions and shit like that are inside jobs. Could have been a worker, could have been an employee, seeing how much money they made on the first day. So I'm gonna get that. Hmm. That does hey, make sense. Hey, shit, you never know. Whenever money's involved, DP, throw all the rules out the window. Now, what do you think about this here? What is it? A growing number of illegal guns are off the street, and the felons who use them are behind bars. It's all part of an effort known as Project Safe Neighborhoods. It's taken federal, state, and local law enforcement working together to stop violent crime. So far, they've collected 364 guns. As Rich Chapman shows us, one of the main missions is to silence the sound of automatic weapons plaguing some of our communities. 
It's a sound many Minnesotans are now used to hearing in the neighborhood. Automatic gunfire produced by a switch or auto sears that renders a gun to fire automatically. We are focused and we are resolute in our mission and we will not be deterred. ATF Assistant Special Agent in Charge Jeffrey Reed says the collaboration between local, state, and federal partners is working. They're getting illegal guns off the street. From 2019 to the present, the trend has exponentially increased in the number of switches that have been seized. Here recently, we have seen a slight decrease in that, so perhaps we're having impact, but you must know. We're going to continue our efforts to drive that trend line down. In Minneapolis alone, officers working with state and federal partners have taken dozens of guns off the streets in the past two weeks. Just last month, a Brooklyn Park man was indicted for illegally having a firearm and a switch that made it fire automatically. The mere possession of a switch not attached to a gun, um, not even a gun present, is a federal crime. We are intensely focused on identifying, disrupting, and successfully prosecuting these individuals. And you may think we don't know who you are at this point, but I wouldn't bank on that. The evidence-based program focuses on these violent offenders in certain neighborhoods to silence the sound of automatic weapons. And I can't speak to this collaboration enough between Minneapolis Police Department, St. Paul Police Department, Ramsey County, Hennepin County, BCA, our federal partners, HSI, DEA, FBI, U.S. Marshals. We are all focused on this issue. Roger Chapman, WCCO, 4 News. Now, you notice his accent. They done went and got them a redneck from the south or somewhere. Maybe he moved up here. Remember what my prediction was? Did, did That right there, what he just said, is almost like a little mini Rico. Okay, niggas out here running around here with choppers. This, this state time ain't nailing you. Remember I said this a year ago. I said they going to start putting the boots on these automatic weapons and these shootings, they want their town back. Yeah, they want they want it back for them. They want it back. And I knew that was going to happen. When they start talking about, oh, we going to start hitting niggas with federal charges? See, the feds is going to stick. That's why even if the state, the, the, the state issued a RICO for Thug and Gunner, but if they have any problems whatsoever, if they got them a real, because you know the lawyers they got are probably real good lawyers. They they know how to deal with Ricos. They know how to get people off of Ricos if possible. If possible, they, not not federal charges, maybe state Rico charges. State Ricos, but they what they'll do is they'll hit them. They'll say, okay, it's conspiracy. Okay, federal. The feds will take over. If the state has any trouble, if if that DA, which one, the one you said is she wants Kamala's spot. That DA down there in Atlanta, if she has any problems, all she got to do is call the feds and they're going to come in and then they'll just bring any little trumped up charges, rats, whatever. It's going to be a rat. Confidential CI, they already got them. Oh, yeah, if they have be. any issues with the RICO, they're going to start nailing them with the fed charges. That's coming on the way. They're going to hit them with the yeah, They're going to hit them with the fed charges. That's for sure. They're going to hit them with the fed charges. As they should. And it's like, man. Right. When that, you know what I mean? That's when even the threat of the Fed charges when people start talking. You don't even actually, actually have to give them the RICO. Just talk about it. That's just yeah. like waterboarding. That's another form of waterboarding. Just threaten them with a RICO. So you're it's saying the RICO is the new waterboard? Could be, yeah. And hey, it man, is. especially if it's federal, if it's the Feds, 
talking to you, you know, only thing with the feds is they don't like wasting their bullets. The feds, you know, they, they when they come, it's a hundred percent, you know. Yeah. But if yeah. the feds start talking about, hey, we have enough to go forward here with RICO charges against you, why don't you just tell us what you know now, and we just we just forget about everything. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people are gonna tell you everything you need to know. So if that if that's the case, they could have put a RICO on the Minneapolis Police Department for their injustices, from what we've seen, if they wanted to. I mean, they should. They said they said the feds was in it was uh were supposedly doing an investigation on them. And that was a nothing burger. We seen how that went off. They they weren't talking really. about any of the punishment. They were just talking about guidelines and review. Remember when Fray French yeah. Fry started talking about that? Yeah, that's definitely organized crime. I only mean, is, is the only difference is they don't pursue shit like that because if you go all the way up the totem pole, at the end of the day, who do they work for? All police work for the city. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So guess what? The city would get hit with RICO charges. Yeah, they don't you want know? that. That means because you got to think about it. It's a cover-up job. You got the, the police. You got, what's Mike Freeman? He's the uh, the head prosecutor. Yeah, you got him. You got the, the former governor. All these guys is working together, man. Them Ricos. That'd be you a know? major Rico case if that happened in Minneapolis, especially that article that we that, that we had read from the Rolling Stone, and, and the way them. I, you know, I have a report, and I'm gonna read this. I, I started. I I I started to think that maybe what I'll start doing is start doing um. If you remember UGK Riding Dirty, they had this excerpt called Live from the Pen. And they basically had like a little like a little skit where it was a dude that was calling in from the penitentiary, you know, and kind of giving his take on the streets and what's going on. And I started to think that, well, I might take a little. uh, I might start putting a little segment together, but I never really got around to it. But I got a homie that's in, in Arizona State, and he said it's frontier justice down there. He said the way the reason why the way that Arizona State works is they don't care if you're guilty or not. They got a lot of legals down there, so the way they look at it is, from what he told me, is they do old school, wild wild west frontier justice. And I said, what is frontier justice? He said, frontier justice is. They say you committed a crime, you did it. Don't matter if you did it or not. So what he said, what people do down there is, is is common with you know a lot of other places in the United States is niggas don't never fight or buck the system down there. He said right. them Negroes down there they, they they ain't bucking the system in Arizona. He said they, they he said he told me there's barely any black culture down there as it is. He said so they ain't bucking the system. All them niggas is pleading. So. He basically said he wasn't going to plead. And Pete and the DA just came to him and said, look, man, you're one of the few niggas that don't never do this shit. He said, this shit is a railroad down here. You might as well just go ahead and take your time. And he said, I ain't going to do it. I ain't do the crime. So they were just offended of that. And this is what he told me when I had sent him that article from the Rolling Stone. He said that Minneapolis PD really do hate black folks. He said, I got pulled over by four of them and an Asian cop. 
because I had a native dude with me and the Asian dude was doing all the talking because he was being egged on by the Peckerwood. So, so with him saying that, he's basically saying, okay, the Asian guy, he's trying to earn his keep. He's cooning. Um, and then he said the black guy and the native or, or the, the Asian guy, this is what he said. The Asian guy said, he said the black guy and the native guy equals crimes being committed. So they, that's what the native guy, that's what the Asian guy said to him about him being with the, with the, with the native dude. He Repeat said that one more time. He said the Asian cop said what? He said that a, that if a black man and a native guy is hanging out, that equals a crime being committed. And then well, that... you gonna say what now? He went mute for a minute. Hello? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Let's see. Not sure what happened there. Yeah, you back on. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Something happened to the call. Let me see if we could get him back on one second. Let's see if we could get him back on. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue. We'll continue. So my buddy was saying that he got pulled over. I think he was he got pulled over by four white cops and an Asian cop. And the Asian cop was basically saying that if a black man and a native guy is together, then that equals a crime being committed. Then he asked a white cop, which was a sergeant, if it was legal to do a cavity search on the big nigga and his pet in a public place. And they all started laughing. So according to that Rolling Stones um, report, that sounds like MPD. It sounds like they, they would do some shit like that. So then he went on, I won't name the person's name. Then he went on, it's this Negro. He's a known person here in Minneapolis, but you know, he's, He's one of these Negroes that, you know, he he's like the messy Jesse or Reverend Radal. So he reached out to this brother that was supposed to be one of the one of the messy Jesse's in Minneapolis. And the brother basically talked him out of filing a complaint. He talked him out of filing a complaint with, with the MPD. So he can he filed a complaint anyway, and the supervisor called him 
and said there was no way to prove his allegations and that maybe he shouldn't ride around with Native Americans. You see? So then he also mentioned something about Messy Jesse. He said Messy Jesse can't really show his face in Chicago. He said they'll throw bottles and bricks at the nigga. They, 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 got, they got Messy Jesse under the house Negro uh, train. So, you know, I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting take. Since we happen to be dealing, been talking about, okay, he's calling back in. Yeah, some, something happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. What but happened I, is I had to take a call. So it was a very important phone call I wasn't expecting. Oh, okay, okay. That's what happened. But uh, yeah, I'm back on. Yeah, basically yeah, what I, we were talking about, we Rico's man, that that right there, just a threat of Rico's would get. The thing is, they don't want the people in the government to talk. You know, that's that's the main thing. Is it? You, people talk about man, they 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 know they're corrupt. They do, they, you know. But the people that would get them are corrupt, and they all got dirt on each other. That's how they keep looking. Trump, Trump ain't gonna have a fucking thing. Nothing is gonna happen to him because he got dirt on everybody else. He's bullying the GOP. And he's going to win. Now, listen to this here, since since you brought that up. And I want to, and you had an interesting take before. So I, I want to get, I want to get your, I mean, I'm going to play. He, he was speaking at the NRA. We gathered this week, citizens across this state and across this nation are filled with grief in the wake of the heinous massacre of Rob Elementary School in Uvalde. You know, all about that and what a horrible, horrible thing it was to see it, to watch it, to hear about it. The terrible murder of 19 innocent children and two adult teachers with many badly injured was a savage and barbaric atrocity that shocks the conscience of every single American. So horrible. I want to ask for a brief moment of silence as I read the names of these beautiful people all young, wonderful lives ahead of them. They're brave teachers whose lives were destroyed by. Now, you know what they can eventually. I won't complain, but you know what they can do. You, you, you know what they could do. You know that they could put a Rico on race soldiers and they could X out half of this stuff because, you know, black folks, for the most part, you ain't really black people. They, and they try what they've been trying to do lately is what I don't like is they've been trying to pivot and say, well, it's rap music and. You know, rap music is causing all that. Them niggas ain't listening to rap music. They were reading Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse manifestos. They're trying to, what they're trying to do is they're put, trying to put the target back on black people. See, when, when white folks start saying, well, there was a school shooter, he listened to rap music. What he really is saying is it's black people's fault. It has nothing to do with the music. Because we know, you know, and I know as well as everyone else, that when you look at the RIAA, when you look at all the record labels and stuff, they're owned by race soldiers. They're owned by the same kind of people that work under Trump's administration. They're 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 they're, they're no different than the Nancy Pelosi's, the Negro Clyburns. There, I mean, well, not Cl Clyburn wouldn't really own anything, but well, you know what I'm saying. Like the Epstein's. I mean, they're all the same. It doesn't matter what party or whatever. They're all the same. The difference is the, 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 the GOP will say, well, hey, 
you know, vote for us. You know, vote for us because, you know, if the Republicans get in, they're going to be racist and, you know, they're going to, you know, because, see, they can't say that, oh, well, it was the Republicans that did the 94 crime bill. They can't say that. So they'll say, well, if the Republicans get in, um, it's going to be a ban on immigration and all that. Like, And that has nothing to do with foundational blacks. I- immigration actually hurts foundationals. It don't help. So, I mean, they'll say, oh, well, abortion and, and this, that, and the third. And, oh, they're, you know, Trump's mean. The GOP is just going to be like, nigga, Obama, that was your reparations. <laughs> Pull up your own bootstraps. Yeah, but Oprah why did it. Trump? Why is Trump acting like this towards the GOP? You have to you have to factor in the fact that Trump has left people. Yeah, he doesn't need them people when he's running for office. He doesn't need any of them because he gets private, private money. bag. Yeah, from people like the like the Proud Boys. That's why he gave him a shout out during his uh, during his uh, uh, debate with Biden. He said, he gets, "Stand back and stand by." Yeah, stand by. They would stand by was the capital. Let's stand back and stand by. Wait till they fuck me out this election, then we from the ride. That was what he, the rest of you was trying to say. And they now, took him to heart, and they went yeah, they, into the capital. Yeah, they did. They, they pulled up. Now boots they on the ground up. need to do that. Well, see and see boots on the ground. They, well, see here's the thing about how boots on the ground is infiltrated. They'll get enough boots on the ground, but then they'll get somebody that'll show up like Sharpton or the black, the back, they got the black bag bunch. The black bag bunch, what they do is they're a buffer between boots on the ground because if boots on the ground wants to turn up too much, they'll be like, hey, you know, I want everybody to pray and go home and forgive, forgive. And, oh, you know, I mean, don't mess up the case. I mean, we got, we gonna get 30 million out of it. So you're gonna be like, well, damn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what happened to the justice? Right. You know, what happened to the justice here? And then, you know, and then they know the Negroes are just satisfied with a little anniversary. You know what I'm saying? They'll have some people show up to 38 for some say, hey, you know, this happened two years ago or a year ago. But and then what it is, is they'll show up and they'll say, hey, vote for us. And you're like, well, damn, what are we going to get? Well, if Trump gets in again, um, it's gonna be worse. It's already worse. <laughs> y'all got y'all got y'all got a shooting in Buffalo. Gas is five dollars. I mean, it, it can't get no worse, dude. And they're like, well, well, if they get in, it's gonna be worse. They're gonna be meaner. And be like, okay, but y'all Democrats have the White House, you have the Senate, you have the DOJ, you know, you done dropped the Emmett Till case. You're doing all the shit that the Republicans would have did, and you're trying to blame them and shame us into, into voting for you. So you're like, okay, well, what are we going to get? Well, we can't give anything to you. Well, what, what about these Ukrainian illegals and we're, or these Ukrainians? And what, are you, what about these Mexican illegals? Well, well, we could give something for them. We, Some of them are going to be police in California, and, you know, we could make Minnesota a sanctuary city. And, you know, they start doing all that jive-ass shit. Like you told me the other day, Somebody called you talk about, well, let's get the Eritreans on board for reparations. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Who who is this? Who is making these calls? Now I told we you gotta investigate them down. people. It's the aid. Do you know the organization? No, I don't know. Oh, I told them to you. I texted to you. I have it written down. It's something A D something for reparations. A D A D O S? 
Yeah, something like that. ADOS for recovery and reparations. Well, okay. we trying to get. He said we trying to get Air Trends to ride with us on this. And I said, yeah. I said, how'd you get my number? He said, well, I really ain't trying to get into that. No, said, no, 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 no. He said, no, I got to people you know. No, uh, no, no, well. no, 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 no. That sounds like that that in Cobra stuff. No, 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 we can't do that. See, what, what happens is you start having some of these organizations. That's why I say we need a leaderless code, no organizations, because you, you get these little pop-up organizations. I don't really know who they are. And then you start getting random phone calls. This is like cold calling. So well, I told him we would, you know, I said, I can't speak on behalf of Air Trends, but me personally, I'm down to help y'all. You know, man, if that's the goal. We gonna have to investigate who these folks is because you might have some you might have some little underground operative immigrant coons talking about, well, you know, I'm from the islands and we should get reparations too. No. You don't get your reparations from here, nigga. Your reparations come from Belgium. Now we'll get your reparations as soon as we get ours. See, you start you 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 gotta you gotta be careful about which Negroes is coming up talking about. Well, um, let's just get you involved. And no, we need to find out what your agenda agenda is. Let me get a little background on you first, because what happens, bro, is. You start getting these little janky ass little nonprofits, and a lot of times they be ran by white folks. And then they'll say, "Well, hey, why don't you just donate to this, and why don't you get on board with that?" Okay, well, tell me a little more about you. Well, I can't tell you about that. This is secret. Like, wait a minute, nigga, this ain't Area Fifty One. You got my phone number. How did you get my phone number? Well, I can't tell you that either. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. This sounds like agent talk. Yeah, he was just like he said. Uh, I well, I don't. It's, I'll just say it's some people you know. No, well, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. No. Well, I told him I support reparations for foundationals, you know, but I don't, uh, you know, but he wouldn't tell me any more than that. But he just said, uh, I just wanted to know that and we'll be in con back in contact with you. That's, that's a bad sign. That's a really, really very, very bad sign. Because well, but if they, if they try to fight for reparations, what's wrong with it? No. No, you you don't. When this should be a public, you should be able to say this publicly. Who are you to call my phone? But don't worry about that. That sounds like that American Red Cross did. Can you imagine if I called your phone, man, and said I want to do business with you? <laughs> and then and then you say, well, hey, man, how'd you get my number? Well, man, I can't tell you about that. Like, wait a nigga, is you a Fed? Like, what the fuck is going on here? No, we're yeah. not going to play that game. We uh, can't do that. Know, I no. just thought they was on the up and up, you know, and it's all about uh, pushing for reparations. Yeah, and, and, and see, they didn't, and they didn't say foundational. They said... No, they said, didn't. That's what I'm saying, no, man. I that's what I'm saying. But they didn't say... Most times when I say foundational, black, that most people don't know what I'm talking about. Most people don't. No, they don't know. I mean, if you would have said descended to slaves or whatever, but see, then now what, what what could happen is somebody could say, well, yeah, you know, um, my my great great grandfather owned slaves, so I'm a descendant. You heard what that white dude told you? There was a caller on the show a couple weeks ago. He said, my my uh, ancestors were slaves too. Yeah, you know. See, 
Yep. I mean, and reparations, that's a- reparations is going to have to be negotiated or it's going to have to be given by force. See, they're trying to compare. Uh, they want to try to compare our atrocity to theirs is nowhere near. See, uh, but that's you the might- answer you're going to get. You know what yeah. you should do? What, what you should do is poll a whole bunch of white people walking down the street and ask them about reparations. Most of them going to come up with a reason why you should. Well, my people is <laughs> fucked up too, or well, this and that. It's just how it is. Like right now, if I told you, DP, your uh, grandfather, when he passed away, he had about 60000 in uh, taxes. De- he had about 60000 in debt and taxes, and I'm going to need you to cover that. What would you say right now? The first thing I say is, hey, I didn't make the debt. And that's how they look oh, at it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how the average white person, if you bring up re- reparations to them, what did Joe Biden say? I'll be damned if I'm going to pay for some shit my uh, cousins <laughs> did or something like that, didn't he? Or my I think he did. He said, I'll be damned if I'm going to pay for it. When the great DP's favorite, Bernie Sanders, the Democratic favorite, even though he'll never win, but he's their favorite. When he when he was asked about reparations, he just flat out said no without any. He just said no, it's not possible. He said no, no, he I don't no. see it. He said no, no, I don't see it. He said we need more people like me fighting for uh fighting for blacks, fighting for rights. No, then no he said he walked with Dr. King. He he thought he was gonna get some brownie points on that. He said I walked with Dr. King. That's good, but Dr. King would have been pushing for reparations. Yeah, Dr. King was 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 fervent about reparations. Right now? Uh, King might be pushing ninety something, maybe. Ninety. Maybe. Huh? Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he was, and yeah, King King was heavily for reparations. He said, "Next time we go to Washington, we getting our check." See, so people try to hijack that too. You had a bunch of non-black people talking about. You should have seen this. I wish I could pull up the footage somewhere, but it was a bunch of it was a bunch of non it was a bunch of minorities. It was a bunch of people of color up there talking about we getting our check. What the what it was is when people dug up the audio and the footage and the video of King basically saying, Hey, you know, the the same guy that said, Oh, you know, my people were slaves, a white guy that said the Irish or whatever, he said, Man, all these white immigrants got a whole bunch of free land. That's a fact. I played it on my last podcast. They got a bunch of free land, freeloaders. They came over here and got a whole bunch of free ass land. And even the ones that was mistreated for a little while, they became white real quick. So it wasn't like it was a big dividing line for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You might have had some rednecks that got treated like Negroes for about five minutes, and then they became white. So King was very clear on foundational blacks getting our reparations as promised and old and folks start trying to hijack that shit you had people wearing t-shirts talking about next time we go to washington we get in our check and we're like well, wait a minute this nigga ain't black nor a foundational and you know people will really try to hijack it you know if you let them and stuff like that but what should have been happening in minneapolis is they should have been in reparations should have been on the forefront because people figure, well, hey, see, their fear, especially in a place like this, there's like, well, damn, niggas get reparations. That means no more SSI security checks. Niggas gonna have businesses, all types of stuff. That That is a race soldier's greatest fear. And then not only that, the bigger fear is, if we want to talk about gun control and shit like that, 
reparations ain't just cash. We're talking about restructuring the entire system where justice is produced. You can't just pull over a sister or a brother and say, hey, I'm just going to light him up just because I think he has a weapon and it's all this, all these little terror ambush lynchings that they be doing, these sneak attacks. What happened to uh, Mr. Floyd? He was lynched on 38th of Chicago. If you had a crime bill that said, all right, if you lynch a foundational black, like they're, when they even when they try to say the George Floyd Act, the Emmett Till bill, the Emmett Till bill was supposed to already been passed. That should have covered Mr. Floyd. Yeah, that should have been covered, Mr. Floyd. That that all those cops were supposed to get swooped up under a Rico, under that lynching act for what happened to foundational blacks over the past three hundred and fifty years plus. They were supposed to they were supposed to say, all right, Mr. Floyd, that man was lynched on camera. Everybody should have been doing life with death penalty on the table, sitting in Guantanamo Bay as we speak. That's where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in Guantanamo Bay getting waterboarded. You see what I'm saying? That's what yeah. they're supposed to do. That's what that what it's, it's supposed to cover. And not only that, we're supposed to be in a protected class, which means that you know, like an endangered species. If you shoot a nigga in cold blood, man, you the the, the department was supposed to have been under Rico. Uh, the court system, I mean, all types of shit. Should, it should have been Rico Suave's left and right. So that's one of the main reasons why it's not just the cash and the land and the resources. They're like, well, damn, if we give these niggas reparations, we have to do medical reparations, spiritual reparations. We have to get cash reparations. Um, We have to give. Yeah, we have to, we have we have to, to give, give to a race. We have to give to a race that we've been trying to squeeze since the beginning of time. Yeah. So, and then really, then now what starts happening, you looking at trademarks. And then they're like, okay, well, foundational blacks, they lead the pack. If foundationals get reparations, they other other blacks around the world gonna be like, okay, the descendants of the slaves did it. We gonna do open up the floodgates. So 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 they're like, oh hell no, man. This will bankrupt the world. If we give these niggas what they're truly owed, we would owe them everything and more. We could never really repay them for what we did to them. The yeah, aborigines and you would open so, up the whites would be opening up the floodgate. It'd be the floodgates, and that's really what the true fear is. It's like okay, it's really pro production of justice, true actual justice. White supremacy can't exist with true justice. If you no. have justice, it can't exist. Just like the white guy told me one time. I had a long conversation with a race soldier. He told me, he says, I ain't wearing no suit. Some conservative white man I talked to for about 15 minutes. Surprisingly, he was in the West Bank. He said, I ain't wearing no suit. I'm wearing my jeans. He said, I fly the Confederate flag. He says, and, and, and he told me flat out. I was just listening to him. And he was like, yeah, man. He said, uh, it, 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 he said, it, it's, there's benefits of being a race soldier. He didn't use that term because I, I wasn't using that term, but he said, there's benefits to being white. He said, look at all these benefits, man. He said, I don't want to give up these benefits. He said, I know it ain't right. He said, but can you imagine, man, you waking up in a big giant house and you have tons of money and you just commit a crime and just get off. He said, would you give that up if you had to? Right, and I told him, I said, I probably wouldn't. He said, Well, he said, That's what he said. You gotta, he said, Think about it. He said, I don't want to give it up. He said, There's too many benefits. He said, I got so many benefits. He said, I want to continue getting benefits. 
You see what I'm saying? So that that that's that was his take. I said, well, you know, I said that's the how this that's how that that's the system. That's how it works. So you know, you know, the average nigga would have sat there and well, you know, and he would have got the puffing and dancing and performing and act, you know, and I and I, I sat there and I, I said, let me listen to the logic of this person. Now it would have made me upset years ago, but I sat there and I listened from an from an objective point of view and I said, All right, this guy is being honest. He says, I'm white and I want more benefits. And I don't want to give up my benefits. All right, there's nothing. I mean, I mean, I don't even really see anything wrong with him saying that. Well, he well, that that's 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 how a lot of white people gonna think. They're gonna be like, Well, shit, I'm used, I'm used to this. But if it's negotiated, if reparations well, see, are negotiated with and Trump. And he says he was he was he says he 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 told me he was not for reparations. Yeah, but he will be if he if if Trump were to come to you, DP, and call in right now, and Trump were to say, I will sign off the bill on full reparations, but I need a guarantee that I will get at least eighty five percent of the foundational votes. That's Can more than what the Democrats that? ever did. I you got my vote. You but got my vote. I don't no, know if he'll do right. it because hey, he don't want to pass the bill. The other thing is, with other races, he can make that deal, and their hierarchy, the heads of the, that or them or them cultures, they can they can tell people, hey, this is where we voting. You know, G- give but, me an anti-black crime bill and get get. Okay, here's the thing: he may not cut reparations, but you won't have to give us an anti-black crime bill. You're gonna have to. And not just a bill, but in four. See, at this point, we're just getting nothing. We're getting absolutely nothing. Man, do you know that Biden went and met with these little B2K, not B2K, but it's some little K-pop Korean dudes talking about anti-Asian crime, Asian hate. Do you know that? Yeah. Now, 10 niggas, 10 niggas then got shot in Buffalo. And as he said, you ain't black. And then when he won, he turned around and said, yeah, he slammed his foot. He said, black folks came out for me this time. Now, really what he was saying in his mind is, oh, you, 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 you faithful, foolish Negroes. You did it again. Yep. <laughs> we didn't fear monger you in the vote. He barely won that vote, man. Like you said, if Donald, look, if Donald comes in and says, listen here, foundational blacks, come on out. If I was him, I'd use that term. I'd hijack the black media's term. I'd say foundational blacks, ascendants of slaves. Because he said it before at one of his things, and it's just talk, but he was down in Atlanta somewhere. And he said, yeah, you built this country. He said, you built it. He said, I hope you guys know you built it. We all built it. He said, but you guys built it. He said, you don't get a lot of credit for that. Now, you would have thought that the whole room went crazy Cause you know they down there for them. Them Negroes just want to be around. You know, like you said, the, cons- the black conservatives. They just a lot of them niggas just want to be there and be seen. Really? So it's no different than the, than the black Democrats. The difference with them is they'll use the talking points that you know, well, race soldiers don't exist, and oh, I done made it. So they they got the they got the the Hollywood nigga NBA spirit. Oh, I made it. You could make it. Um, I got money, so don't worry about it. So th- th- that's that's you know, but you would have thought that the crowd would have erupted a lot louder. 
Yeah, I would have. But DP, guys, I the bag land. I got to get off the line here. It's about to be the fourth quarter of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I got a lot riding on it. All so right, well, we'll, we'll talk, being we'll talk again. I'll listen to the, yeah, I'll listen to the rest. Okay, all right. All right, have a good night, right. guys. Y'all take, take care, man. So here's here's the thing. Yeah, some he must have actually. Here's the thing. When you heard Trump talking at one time, he said, Well, y'all built the country, this, that, and the third. The reason why you didn't really hear a lot of people just screaming their heart out, a lot of them niggas in that in that crowd was immigrant coons. That's why you didn't hear people go crazy and basically say, well, yeah, yeah, we built it or whatever. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. I'm saying if y'all going to be there, turn up, right? The reason why is it was a lot of non-foundational blacks where their people didn't have nothing to do with building the country. So, of course, they weren't really going to go crazy about that. You see what I'm saying? So all Donald really has to do is pass a crime bill. All he's got to do is do a little bit more than Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala, and they might be able to get some of the black vote. Whereas the Democrats are not saying anything. They they don't, they're not talking about absolutely nothing. And the Democrats are in bad shape. They are in horrible shape right now. So we'll continue this. Uh, I might do something. Maybe I'll I'll come on a little later on tonight again, or either maybe I might do something in the next few days. I appreciate everybody. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Bagland Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I appreciate it. Y'all take care.